Hey, do you love movies and TV shows so much that you can watch them at any time? Do you love going down memory lane and thinking of your favorite movies growing up like Jurassic Park or Back to the Future or even like High School Musical? Or do you love quoting movies like life is like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're gonna get? Hey, my name is Melody, and as someone who grew up in New York City surrounded by entertainment and dreaming of the day I'd be on Disney Channel, movies and TV shows are things that I love. So, I created The Watchaholic, a podcast all about your favorite TV shows and movies growing up and the ones that just premiered yesterday. I want you to think of this podcast as a place where you can come to hang out with a friend every Monday and talk about some of the best movies and TV shows that have graced our screens over the years. One week I can be talking about an Oscar winning film like Forrest Gump and the next week I can be talking about the worst reality shows that I hate to love like Netflix's Love is Blind or the famous MTV hit Jersey Shore. So pull up a chair and let's chat. This is The Watchaholic. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Watchaholic. Guys, I am really excited for today's episode because, oh my god, I've been really looking forward to this day, but today I will be talking about Bridgerton Season 2. That's right, I just finished watching it for the second time, meaning I have a brand new set of eyes because I had an initial reaction when I first saw the first season, and honestly, the second one is just as good I don't really feel that much more different uh than I did when I watched it the first time other than like I kind of caught some things that I had missed in the first episode I mean the first time I watched it kind of like when you watch a movie for the first time and you watch it again there's so many things and quotes and uh, things that people say that you really just miss so watching it for the second time really it made me so happy it is so good It is so good. But okay, so before we get into it, so I just want to let you guys know that this series of episodes that I'll be doing for the next, I think, three, um, there will be spoilers. So if you have not seen Bridgerton season two, please go and watch it and then come back and uh, listen to this because uh, yeah, there will be spoilers. There will be lots and lots of spoilers because I have so many feelings about this season. So let's just get into it. I just want to talk about my overall thoughts of season two. Uh, yeah, it is better than season one by a long, long shot. Um, it's just, okay, if I compare it, uh, com- if I compare it the first and the second season, when the first episode, like first season ended, I was like, oh, wow, that was really good. Wow, that had a lot of sex. Oh, my God. That was great, though. Love it. Can't wait for the next season. But I didn't feel compelled to go and rewatch it. I wasn't compelled to go and talk about my feelings on a social platform like I don't know if this was like during the pandemic it was a while ago I don't know things have changed but after I watched season two I kid you not I could have easily just pressed play and rewatched it all over again because it was so so good if you have not seen it and you are a Bridgerton fan I don't I, I would highly I wouldn't understand why you haven't seen it yet at this point. You should be already like on your third rewatch. Honestly, I don't know how I haven't watched it four times at this point. Um, I mean, I have seen scenes because I'm obsessed. I go on TikTok quite often and I just keep getting Bridgerton stuff just being yelled at me all the time. Um, but I have, like I said, I rewatched it twice. And it's just, it just, the Dooku, Simon who? Like who, what was season one? watching the season season one has literally escaped my mind and I can only think about how awesome this season was and I do want to talk about uh the differences um 
in regards to that because season one was really much more about it was very sexual it's like oh, I feel like that show really really covered was a more it was more sexual especially because it was more about Daphne's story and kind of like her sexual awakening if we want to call it you know she's just discovering herself and discovering what it's like to have sex with this guy who she's like in love with and you know and then also like their love story kind of started pretty early it was kind of like okay they're getting married and then the season really started where it was kind of finding out like why he didn't want to have kids and Daphne realizing like wait a minute you've been holding back because you don't want to have kids and she had no idea and it was just a very different season compared to this one where it was much more psychological. It was all about the mind. It was much more emotional and it wasn't necessarily about these two love interests having sex in all different places around their house. It really just was not about that and I think that's why I loved it so much more. Like so, so much more. Um, another thing I want to talk about, the South Asian representation in this was done beautifully and Granted, I am not South Asian, so I don't know a lot of it, but just seeing it on screen and kind of hearing what other people have had thought about it, because a lot of people have come out that are South Asian themselves saying how wonderful it was to be represented and not just as a like, oh, just a side character. No, like this girl was a motherfucking lead and she ends up with this white rich man and life as well. And they just killed it. And it was, and these women Oh my god, Simone Ashley, she's so fucking gorgeous. Like, she's so gorgeous. And, oh my god, I could talk about Kate and Anthony all day. And we will, <laughs> we'll get into that, don't you worry. But I thought it was just so beautifully represented, seeing the way that they incorporated. There was this um, scene later on, it's like, I think like episode like six, I believe it is. Yeah, those six where they show like a traditional like, um, how they're getting uh, ready for their nuptials um, now I don't know but I'm going to assume that that is what um, people in the South Asian community depending on where you're from that's how you would get ready to get married they like were putting like this um, paste kind of like this orange paste over their bodies and it's kind of like a symbol a, a, um, how do I call it not a symbol a uh, tradition that you would do before you're getting married and I thought that was done beautifully I loved that they talked about the culture I loved that they called each other um uh cultural names like appa didi bon i think these are all like things that you would say correct me if i'm wrong i might be wrong because i'm not south asian but that's what i could kind of tell from watching it but it really was really really nice to kind of see that because i know shonda rhymes you know she's really has you know the first season it was so nice to see all a black queen a black lead so many black people in the show it just wasn't about white people because honestly if you watch and not watch um supposedly there's these eight books that's what the show is based on it's based off of eight books and obviously these characters are all white in the books so it's really nice to kind of see how it's completely different in this uh, rendering of the show and um yeah i absolutely just love the representation all around just seeing people from all different like colors um, and places in the world it's so nice uh but then I before I dive into <laughs> even more I have to talk about the um I feel like I'm heavily breathing like they did in the show there's a lot of heavy breathing um the chemistry between Anthony and Kate aka Simone Ashley and Jonathan Bailey it is one of the best 
like on screen chemistry like it's the best on screen chemistry I have like ever seen I think in a show they are so goddamn good together and I think it's just because they're just so connected every time they are on screen together you can feel the tension the chemistry the love the passion you can feel that shit through the screen and I am here for it every damn time every damn every damn time um yeah they just really killed it I don't know I don't know where they got it from (laughs) but um this season really really um they definitely lucked out by getting these two actors to be as good as they were and Jonathan Bailey I just I did not even know he was gay until after I had seen the season and I was shocked because he plays it he plays this part so well I would that is acting ladies and gentlemen that is what I call acting because uh yeah I'm I'm in love with a gay man and it's weird to say because he I mean, I don't care if he's gay. I'm just like, I was just shocked. He's kind of like that fantasy where he, he really is a fantasy because you will never, no woman will ever be able to have him. <laughs> That's always like my thought watching it was like, wow, he's literally a fantasy because yeah, he, he was so good in this. Like just overall as an actor, just, oh my God, the way that he looked at her, any scene that he was in, and we'll talk about it much more as we talk about the episodes, but my God, just oh so good so so good and Simone Ashley as well just met him right where he was every single time every single scene there is not any unmatched energy they are like on the same level and it just works for this show you needed that for this show to succeed this season and I think that is also the reason why this show ended up being as amazing as it was was because those two characters just really really hit it out of the park for me like really did um and it's actually really sad because the season is really good I just wanted more I didn't want it to end I literally didn't want the season to end there's eight episodes and after the eighth episode you're just like wait why isn't why isn't there more I want more why isn't there more why I want more and the idea that you have to wait till season three and then also thinking about I don't know how how they're gonna beat this what they did in this one for season three I really I have no idea I'm I'm looking forward to being surprised because I'm not gonna lie I was not prepared for what was the season I honestly was going into it very apprehensive because I knew it was gonna be about Anthony and I fucking hated Anthony who else hated Anthony in season one I mean he was a dick he was like the worst I hated him in season one obviously coming from a good place but he was such a dick and the idea of like him being the lead I was like oh we're gonna talk about the brother like uh I don't know I take my I will take back my words I will go back to those days and be like Melody what were you thinking because without him (laughs) the show would not have been the same (laughs) he was so good they were like it they they knocked it out of the park so I'm I'm scared I am worried for season three, but at the same time, I I know what they're doing. I know they have a plan, so I will put my trust, I will put my trust in them for sure. But let's get into it now. Um, Those are my overall seasons, uh, overall um, 
thoughts for season two but we're going to be doing this a little bit differently we're not just going to talk about the whole season not just one episode I kind of wanted to do this thing where I kind of broke it down so um for the next like three weeks I'm going to be basically breaking it down by a couple episodes so today we are going to be covering episodes one through three that's what I decided we're going to do episodes one through three and I kind of just want to just do a quick recap of the episode while also just talking about some reactions and thoughts that I had throughout them and if you're here for some Featherington storyline I am here to tell you that I will not be talking about that because I just don't care I don't I really didn't care about the Featherington storyline watching it the second time around actually wasn't bad I was a little bit more invested than the one the first time because I kind of already knew everything or when Kate and Anthony scenes were coming. So I kind of was able to kind of feel a little bit more invested. But really, overall, I just don't give a fuck. I really don't. I really, really don't. So let's just let's just get into it. Okay, so um, episode, no, the first episode um, is basically, you know, the beginning starts off. We're just all being introduced to reintroduce to all the characters, um, the Bridgerton family and the Featheringtons, the Queen. How the fact that Lady uh, Whistledown hasn't written anything in the last season, which makes the Queen think, obviously that means she is one of us because everyone else has been away for the summer, so there hasn't been any gossip. So where has she been? She's clearly one of us. So the Queen is definitely on a hunt this season to find uh, Lady Whistledown. And boy, does shit get crazy later, but we'll get to it. Um... But most importantly, we really do start off with Anthony's storyline because obviously this is the season is about Anthony Bridgerton and how he will find love and get married this season. So, um, and like I talked about before about my take on Anthony and how I didn't really like him in season one. I just thought he just had something up his butt the whole time. He also had these like sideburns and this crazy hair that I think kind of masqueraded how beautiful the man was because I really didn't notice it I did not find him as handsome as I did this up this season like he's fucking handsome him. he is so handsome but anyway so we get through episode basically Anthony's just going dates on dates on dates and he's got like this book and he, he just, it just shows like really quick um um like snippets of him on dates getting to know women where he basically interviews them like for a job like how many children do you want to have what happens if one is an overspender do you read like it's not like clearly just no emotion like this is a transaction like you and me we're gonna get married because we want the same things but i'm not falling in love which is the huge huge thing about this whole season is that he does not want to fall in love with anyone he just wants somebody he will be his viscountess and bear his children that's basically all he wants and someone who he can talk to and that's it but he doesn't want any emotion out of this uh, marriage but obviously we know that this story has plans for him because uh well, let's just say one morning he's out for another nice little rendezvous on his horse and uh he runs into literally literally he's on running with his horse but he sees uh this girl on like running early morning she's got like this huge cape on and he thinks she's in trouble so he chases after her on his horse because she's on her, her horse but she's pretty quick she's really fast and he's just kind of intrigued and she kind of hops over this with her horse she does a huge jump over this like bush and he's just like really astonished that this woman has done this and she takes off her cape or takes off the 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 
top part of her cape and it is the beautiful kate sharma aka simone ashley and um yeah you can and she kind of like looks at him and he kind of looks at her and he smiles and and i think that is that one moment where he's like whoa who's who's this girl like definitely intrigued uh, eventually you know he runs into her and a couple seconds later they talk and this is literally where the bickering begins not necessarily in a bad way yet this is definitely the like little witty that they're both witty they're both kind of quick with each other and um he's a little bit like but who is this lady you know at the end of that you know she runs away because she's like shit i gotta get back because technically back in the day ladies could not just like go out on their own they always and and also like writing by themselves early in the morning that was not allowed like you had to have a maid with you everywhere you went freaking weird am i right freaking weird you had to have a, so weird so weird um but yeah so she comes on over um she's like all right i gotta go and um he is left again kind of just being like who is this girl like mm, she is she's got my eye like she's a bit interesting like okay all right so we skip up to the next scene and basically or scenes as we're talking about here um we then meet kate we officially meet kate sharma her sister edwina sharma and her mom lady mary and they're staying with lady danbury um as her guest for this season because it is kate sharma's and her mom's you know this is the year that they intend to find a husband for her little sister edwina who by the way oh god i forget her name the actress's name but she is she's really great at first i was a little bit like oh god but she finds her own at some point but um she is so cute and so young so the idea that you're like wait is she supposed to be with anthony this is weird she looks like a 15 year old who's getting married to like what could possibly be her dad especially back in the day anytime i see her i'm like you look like a child you're gonna what she's getting married i don't know how old she is actually i don't know don't but we do learn that kate is considered old an old maid at this point she's 26 26 years old you were considered old back in the day at 26 today you are considered young as fuck still trying to figure out life and they're trying to marry this girl they've taught her how to sing dance read all these read a million books she talks a million languages she speaks every um she does every single type of dance she is well equipped and kate who is the older sister familiar to somebody else has prepared her for this day that she will meet her match and be happy for her sister and she can go back to india and be by herself sad i know very sad but she's like i don't need a man i don't need to be in love oh girl things will change so we fast forward uh basically to this ball we have so many balls in this episode that i'm like why are we throwing a ball whose ball is this we have so many balls going on i have no idea where are we i have no idea no idea i don't, I don't know why there's 50 million balls happening but anyway we go to the first ball we get introduced to edwina we get um and edwina excuse me gets introduced to the rest of like to in this ball and guys are starting to go up to her to dance etc etc the queen um, gets introduced and then realizes that it is lady mary's daughter and it seems like there was some gossip because lady mary 
left London, didn't say bye to the queen, and this kind of really upset her, but she basically left because she went to marry another, an Indian man who was of lower class and left London, and Kate is actually his daughter and not hers. So that is why Edwina and Kate are actually half-sisters and not full-on sisters. But that is all we need. That's all we need. But that, let's just say that will come to the light at a different time. <laughs> the drama that will ensue. But basically at this ball, um, also um, Violet, um, Anthony's uh, mom, does announce that Anthony is looking for a wife this season. And all the girls run after him, blah, blah, blah. And then Kate notices him and she's like, oh, I know that guy. And they're like, how do you know him? Because technically she shouldn't be writing in the morning, am I right? So she... Um, She's like, oh, I'm mistaken. But you can tell she is charmed by the Antony already. She is kind of looking at him around the room. He hasn't noticed her yet, but he's kind. She's kind of like looking at him around, and she can. You can tell she is charmed and intrigued by this handsome fella because he is handsome, a handsome, handsome fella. Um, uh, but everything kind of goes downhill in the next scene because uh, Antony leaves. He's just over all these women that are just not. F- up to his standards basically he leaves and he's talking to his like these other guys and you know guys are guys and he's just like you know what i don't want to marry for love i just want a woman who's gonna fill her duty who's just gonna bear my children and that's it i don't plan on marrying for love and she overhears all of this and he's just being like super like oh all the guys are just talking about women and what they're bear like what they're made for like just have children and just to be there and that's about it and kate obviously is not a fan not a fan of that so um she's kind of overhearing everything the guys leave but antony kind of hears something and he realizes he's like oh you and then she was like oh and that's when the table kind of turns because at this point she has decided you I do not like you you are off my list I do not like you and he realizes you know she she calls him out she's like oh so are you saying that any woman is just gonna be with you just because of like your standards and everything and how do you know that this woman's gonna like want like is going to approve of your standards like why can't it be the other way around and again he is left in the dust in does she calls him out on his bullshit and he literally has nothing to say because he's just like like he literally looks at her like this did she just says what she needs to say and then she's like good day lord bridgerton and she just walks off and he's just like what in the actual hell did this did this woman just call me out but he's intrigued but he's also like what the fuck no i'm the winner i always win i give the orders here i win so he's finding someone who is challenging him challenging him to a degree uh but anyway we go on to a another ball a couple like three scenes later we're at another ball where the queen is at again and it is actually the ball where she is going to name her diamond the whole bridgerton family there obviously the sharmas are there um also i haven't spoken about this but eloise um is up this year kind of like how daphne was last year um for the season to be considered one of the queen to be considered the queen's diamond but obviously if you know eloise she is completely against everything in that society she's like i do not want to get married i don't want to be 
like I don't want to be forced to marry I don't want to be forced to be somebody who who is like everyone else you know she wants to read her book she wants to use her mind she wants to have intelligent conversation she's not about this life of oh I just want to marry because it's the duty it is my job to marry this man because this is the society we live in no she doesn't want to do that so she every single time she has to be with the queen she's just completely nervous and a wreck and the actress oh my god what is her name I'm so bad I'm blanking on her name killed it she's really good this season she is so good at playing Eloise like I she's one of my favorites I love 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 her um but anyway aside from that everyone's there eventually um Lady Danbury convinces the queen like hey if you want to shake the shit up make Edwina make her the diamond make her the diamond so um she does that everything's she creates she makes Edwina the diamond it's all glorious yay and obviously Anthony knows that she's a diamond he's like she's the one she is the one I must get and he goes after her he starts to dance with her and obviously starts asking her all the like interview questions but starts to realize like oh okay this girl can dance she's well-mannered she's answering my questions as I want it like I think she's gonna be perfect for me I mean she's met her for five minutes but he has decided in these five minutes that she's the one that he must marry but he's like oh I want to talk to your dad and she's like oh I don't have a dad he died he says oh so did mine they connect on that yay woohoo she's like but you can talk to my sister and guys I swear this man's soul left his body when he turns over and Edwina's like yeah this is my sister and then he realizes in that moment that Kate is her sister and he is like his eyes like his body left like his soul left his body he was like fuck fuck it's her no like this girl hates me and he's also kind of a little bit attracted to her I think at this point so he's really like fuck no and Kate is like nope we're leaving and then she says her you are not to talk to this man ever again <laughs> you are not to talk to this man it's actually so funny <laughs> you are not allowed to talk to him and she's like what and then she walks out and that's the end of pretty much episode one but Anthony at the end has said yes she is who I shall marry he has set his eyes on that one little does he know is that in that moment he's talking about Edwina oh but things will change because he is really going to be talking about Kate Kate is the one that you really should be marrying buddy just so you know but he hasn't realized it at this point so yeah that was episode one and I think it was a great um introduction to what was to come because episode two as we're gonna get into really starts to rev it up we're getting there we're like all right we're revving it up rev it rev it rev it up I love it um and this episode's also when the enemies to lovers trope really actually starts because at this point they are considered enemies to each other she does not like him he does not like her because she is in the way she's like no like this girl i'm trying to get to her sister and she's fucking everything up i do not want her i need her to just go away and then she's just like no you cannot be with this man he does he tells in the beginning of the episode she tells edwina he doesn't want to marry for love i heard him from his own mouth he said he does not want to marry for love he just wants somebody to fulfill a duty in his household and edwina wants a love match and you know that i i I think that 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 is true she does want someone who loves her and she loves him which will create of 
course, a whole bunch of shit later on. But at this point, she's kind of like, okay, sister, I won't do that. And then all this stuff happens. Suitors come to the house. Anthony tries to get in. Kate's like, <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe next summer. Of course, lefts, leaves him in the dust again. Leaves him without the last word. And he is pissed. Because he's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? It's so funny. But that's Kate, baby. She is going to challenge him, which is what he needs. So, um, yeah. We go on uh, to the, the famous horse racing. And this horse racing it is so well done because it is in this moment that you realize that these two are really like they are meant to be and they are so much more alike than they know so anthony tries to basically sabotage this date or that um, edwina is on with this other guy but in that moment because they're all together it's basically kate um this guy named dorsey um who was interested in talking interested we find out not really well he was but he was an anthony plant <laughs> so there's dorsey kate anthony and edwina and Ed- and kate and anthony start bickering over the horse race and they just are just like bickering at each other and the outsiders are kind of like trying to be like hey guys and they're just so focused on each other that they don't even listen to everyone else who's trying to be like hey let's calm down they're like no my horse is gonna win no my horse is well did you consider that this and did you consider about this and then like they were just it's so fucking great it is so good so you know in that moment obviously kate ends up winning and anthony is like just pissed because he's like how the fuck was she right he's frustrated hates it hates it so no excuse that this girl is just killing it um and eventually um kate does find out that dorsey was actually just a plant by Anthony to distract her so that he could have more time with Edwina. Realizes, takes her away from, she's like, we're leaving. And that's the end of that scene. But it's still, it's, it's treasure. It's such a good scene. It's, it just, because it just shows, like, how perfect they actually are for each other. And, and in the next episode as well. Um, so that is the main one in that episode. And then we also have the end, which is the, uh, poetry reading scene. <laughs> Mm. Antony's not a poet he is not a poet um but obviously they throw a party and obviously Kate does not invite Antony because she does not want him to be there he realizes that and he obviously makes his way to the party anyway tries to do this poetry reading which he's like basically at this point has like has told his brother to write a poem for him but this guys this is a really important moment because as the scene started i was like oh no don't tell me he's just gonna oh he's he's cheating these aren't his words and i'm like please god don't don't read it don't do it so he starts reading it and then there's this one part where he's talking about in the poem that says to be honest and he catches eyes with kate and he kind of stares at her with this kind of like longing thing and he realizes and then he looks at his mom and he realizes he can't continue reading the poem because he's not being honest so he crumbles the paper and just tells edwina in front of everyone like hey i can't do this these words aren't mine i can't provide you this passion but i can provide you x y and z basically he still said i can't give you love but we should get married anyway and she's kind of like oh i like him because he was honest I did 
to be fair, I did like the fact that he was honest and that he didn't continue reading this poetry that wasn't his. I think that really showed a lot about his character that he was like, you know, I, I, I can't lie. But um, that scene really, really shows off this. <laughs> Guys, this is when the glances really begin. Because at the end of that, Edwina kind of just is like, no, like, Kate, I, I want to start talking to him. Like, I feel like this is right. And Kate, in that moment, is the first time that she has lost to Antony since the episode, since the first episode, because she's been the one who's had the last word. But in this episode, Anthony's the one that kind of gets ahead of her. And um, he, uh, he kind of just starts to stare at her, and she stares at him. And I think she's starting to be like, like she's upset so she leaves lady danbury kind of like calls her out and it's like girl like you need to focus on yourself like it's not just about your sister and she's like no it is my duty i have to do this for her and she's like i'm pretty content with just being by myself and lady danbury's like girl that is sad you, you want to be by yourself do not lie to me you do not want to be by yourself um and she's just like i i have do and she's like I've been noticing you like you you're by yourself and you're content she's like yeah but bitch I live a life I'm a widow I deserve to be where I am now I have lived my life and then to my favorite she says if you continue down this road you will never be me and I said Lady Danbury calling her out on her shit which I love Lady Danbury's always there to call out shit and I'm here for it I love Lady Danbury her in those red colors this season <laughs> she had some wonderful colors i was mm, i love her i love her so much but yeah the glances in this episode really guys is really where it was at like at the end of the episode i said like, oh okay so we are starting with the glances this episode really okay let's get to it let's get to it uh but like i said before this episode really highlighted um for me at least how similar anthony and kate are you know their duties to their families everything that they've given up for them and wanting the best for their siblings because obviously you can see that that's what kate wants is the best husband the best person for her sister which is kind of how anthony anthony was with daphne he wanted that for her obviously he was a huge dick in the first season and and kate's not a bitch like she's really really like sweet and wants the best um but you can clearly see how aligned they are in that regard um so and obviously that nobody wants to lose they're like, no, I'm the winner. No, I'm the winner. So, you know, it's going to be getting crazy, which it does in episode three, which I call, I think it's called the B, it's called, I forgot the title of the name, it's like the B something, but guys, <laughs> I call this episode the tearjerker because this episode is really when the series starts to move forward and quickly you know we learn about why anthony is the way that he is we learn how his dad died um it's also a really pivotal moment for kate and anthony because it's the moment i think they realize that there is something here except hate there's something in between them that is not just hate um and ooh, ooh. It is the start of something steamy and a lot of heavy breathing to come. It is this is this is the episode when it begins. This is the episode. 
So the main takeaways from this episode for me and for anyone really watching, I think, are that we learn um, how Anthony's dad died, which is he was stung by a bee. He was allergic and he died right in front of Anthony. And obviously that was traumatic. Obviously, you're you were just like shooting hunting with your dad. And then next thing you know, he gets stung by by a little bee. It's stung by a bee. He's allergic. He can't breathe. His mom, who was pregnant at the time with their last child, comes out. She's sobbing. Dad dies. Literally. First five episodes of the season. Of the episode. And you're like, oh shit. This is this is gonna be a great episode. We're getting deep on we're 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 learning to know who Anthony is and how he got uh became like this hard ass person who's got something up his butt. Makes sense totally get it uh but throughout the whole episode we do really see these flashback scenes where you find out that anthony was really thrown into being a viscount literally the day his dad died it was kind of like his dad died and then they're like all right sir so what do we do about the funeral all right what do we do about your mom all right what do we do about the keys for the room and he's like wait what like he's literally like so much is being thrown at him and his mom's crying the kids are like on the floor and he like his dad just died he hasn't had time to really process like what the my dad just died and everyone and the the guy in the room is literally like you're the viscount now like this is your role so we have that scene we have another flashback scene where also really sad his mom was giving birth and it's like the it was like they were telling him and he's like 19 at this time because it's been 10 years he's 29 in this season in this show and his dad died 10 years earlier so this kid is he's 19 he's a kid and they're asking him like hey so can you tell us if you want um us to save your mom or the kid because her the baby's not in position and the mom's just like obviously just in pain and she's crying and her husband's not there and they're telling this child a 19 year old to make this decision and you can just see it in his face that he's just like what in the actual fuck is going on like i this is i'm I'm freaking out and he at the end just like tell whatever she wants to do whatever she wants to do you also get a, a beautiful flashback scene of um really finding out that like his mom wasn't there for him when like wasn't really there when um all of this was going on which makes sense she lost love of her life she's grieving heavily but because of this she kind of threw everything to anthony everything was thrown to him and i think in that moment and you do realize he has a conversation with violet at a time where he realizes like when i saw that that's when i realized like i don't want to cause grief like this for ever anyone ever which is the reason number one why he doesn't want to marry for love because he's seen what love can do like obviously if someone it can cause grief it can obviously cause beautiful things but he never wants to make someone experience the grief that he experienced because he's been in love like he just doesn't want that feeling attached to his marriage whatsoever and it's so sad and his mom is really trying to be like hey like love is supposed to be your greatest strength and you're making it like this weakness like it's a bad thing and it's not and at this point anthony still can't see it he's just has this wall up inside of him that's like no we do not have feelings this does not go on i will not marry for love and it's it's heartbreaking it really is just heartbreaking and that was this is the episode that really made me be like okay i understand everything about him i understand how he was just thrown to being a viscount 
and he has to do all the responsibilities of his house. He's the he's the eldest, and he was thrown at this at 19. No wonder you have something up your butt. No wonder you don't want to be in love. Like, it all makes sense, and it literally broke my heart because now I want to watch season one again and be like, ah, read for, see it from a different perspective, as I like to say. See it from a different perspective, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so that is that with the sadness of the episode. It was really... I, I cried up I definitely teared up a couple of times in this episode it was that good um but then for the more joyous part is we had the Pal Mal game so Edwina and Kate and the Lady Danbury and Lady Mary are all asked to come and spend time with the Viscount for a couple of days at his family home which is where his dad died which is why we're having all these flashbacks at this summer home um but basically they play this game and Daphne's also in this episode which was nice she was in the first episode and then she's also in this episode which honestly I think she played a really great role this this season because she's really the one that kind of is kind of the conscious kind of like she's kind of like the mom but more even talking more about like what it means to be in love with someone and he's kind of like what the fuck what do you mean feelings a couple of times but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that um actually no no we'll say we'll say it right now she has this one um this one line that I think is I'm gonna read it and it's so powerful she says and she's talking about this is the feeling you get when you're in love uh, the person she says the one that makes it impossible for you to look away from sorry no the one that makes it impossible for you to look away from them at any given moment when your body and soul feel as if they could burst into flames whenever the two of you are near i mean what a foreshadowing what a foreshadowing quote that is because that is literally how he will how he will feel every time he's around kate especially when we get to the finale of this episode or the end of this episode is that is the feeling like and and it's like that from the end of this episode and on like it is it is it is on literally and that is literally how he feels so the foreshadowing of that is wonderful because he says that and you can see it in his mind and he's kind of like taking it in but he he says like yeah that's how i feel about edwina but really if he's being true to himself he feels that about kate because at this point a whole bunch of stuff has happened and that's he feels that for kate he definitely does but the Paul Mall game I just want to talk about the fun stuff so the Paul Mall game um is so good because this is the game that they play at the house and you start to realize even more why Kate and Anthony are much more compatible than Edwina and Anthony are because Edwina is kind of like isn't this a game and she's like so shy and she's not really good at it she's not competitive and then you have Kate in there that's like yes I can't wait to play this game like this is gonna be great she like messes with Anthony like the whole time and just fucking frustrates him and it's great they have this amazing scene where um she kicks like she hits his ball into the woods and then someone hits her so they both have to go into the woods together obviously um and you can see how she's so different from any other women she doesn't care about getting her boots dirty she doesn't care about any of that but she gets stuck in the mud Angie's trying to help her obviously they fall but when they fall they have this moment where they're like, oh, God, like that wasn't pleasant. And then they kind of start laughing. And they have this beautiful moment where they both are able to kind of like let go and just laugh together about how funny this is. Like they both just fell. They're both dirty. And I think they both kind of understand each other in that moment. And Anthony's kind of just like, hey, like, why don't you just give me a chance to prove to you that I can be a good husband to your sister? And she's just kind of like, okay. 
like they both hit like this moment where they're like okay let's do that she hits the ball again and it goes into this area obviously that you realize like oh that's like probably like a sentimental thing because he gets super like hard like he's just kind of like standing there and like sad but also kind of like mad at the same time and he's like the game is over and he like walks away and i'm like oh that bench means something doesn't it does did him and his dad like go to that bench or something kate does go over there and you find out that that's actually just his it's actually like where the um the tomb is it's like a mem- in memoriam of like their dad and there's like a bench i guess it's like where they sit to like pay their respects so kate sees that and she's like oh i get it why he doesn't want to get why he didn't want to come here but yeah, so that happens and it's a, it's a great episode. It's a great, like that whole scene in general is great because again, you start to see how like they are and how Anthony f- is when he is around her where it's like he's really upset but then moments later he could just be, he's just like himself and he's laughing and you never see Anthony laughing. So the fact that you do see that is like, yes, he's letting go. He's letting go. He's laughing. Yes, 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 yes. He's laughing. That's so great. So he laughs, and um, it's just really nice to see because you never see Anthony smile or laugh. So when you do see it, it's like you see that warm side that he has literally put a wall up that he doesn't want anyone to see. So it really is just, it's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, you, and then you just see how Edwina is not the right fit for this family because you just see how kate fits in how competitive she is and how she's hangs and and talks with the rest of the family you just tell she is a better fit for the family than edwina is and i i'm not sure if edwina notices yet but i think she does kind of feel bad because she's not like the competitive really good at sports and she kind of does feel a little bit left out but you know um so then we get to a dinner scene, the dinner scene, and it's really hilarious because Benedict is high because on something that Colin gave him, I think it's like, it's like weed or something, but he's like super high and it's hilarious. Oh my God. It's one of my favorite Benedict scenes because he's like nervous about getting his results from getting into a college, uh, an art school that he applied to. So Colin gives him this like stuff to just here. So don't think about it, but he's super high at this dinner. And this is also the dinner scene where um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is also the dinner scene where um the viscount mr antony is supposed to be proposing guys it's been like two days it's probably been like three days and you're not going supposed to be proposing so he gets up and everyone thinks like oh okay and edwina thinks like, oh he's gonna propose like this is what i've been waiting for like he's gonna do it. he's gonna do it so he gets up he starts talking and then he exchanges a look with kate and daphne notices because as soon as he he looks at Kate and Kate's looking at him and then she kind of like looks away, kind of like upset, she looks away. And in that moment, he I think that's the moment he's like, oh, I, I can't do this. Like, I can't propose. So he kind of just says like, um, I need to ask you a question. And then the question actually just ends up being like, can you please not tell anyone that, that I lost another game with Palmout this season? And you can see Edwina's face is so sad. Like, she's so disappointed. Like, she's like, what? Oh, like you could just tell she thought she was getting proposed to and she does not. And it's actually really sad. I felt for her in that moment, but you could just tell he like it wasn't the right time and he just was not ready for whatever reason. I mean, obviously the reason is Kate because he is feeling conflicted. Not as bad yet, but he's going to get there, Um, but he doesn't. 
So obviously I must talk about the end of this um, scene because it is actually kisses, kisses, kisses. It's so good. It is so good. I love it so much. Um, it's basically the scene of all scenes and it is a the B scene. I'm pretty sure everyone has talked like you've seen this somewhere. Someone's talking about it, but it's an amazing scene because um, basically Anthony and uh, Kate are talking in the garden. You know, it's early in the morning um, and she just come back from a ride and she talks to him and they end up like start to bicker again because he's just like, oh, I couldn't propose. I, I do intend to propose still. I just didn't because I have everything the way that this was going on and my feelings and well and she's like oh feelings and they start kind of like bickering and then a bee starts to fly around her chest and obviously as we know from the beginning of this episode it all started with the bee scene ends with the bee scene um you can tell that he is starting to freak out because there's a bee and she doesn't he doesn't want her to get stung so she's just like, what are you doing? Like, and he's like grabbing her and he's like, stop it, stop it. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, it's just a bee. And then he, and then she moves and it stings her and he loses his shit. Like he is starting to have an extreme panic attack. He's freaking out. He's like, like he's, he can't breathe. They're super close at this point and she starts to realize like he's having like a panic attack. So she takes his hand and puts it like on her heart, like on her bosom and she's like, I'm unharmed. I'm okay. She takes her hand and puts it on his hand and like calms him down and he's still like breathing in and breathing and he's just like freaking out, freaking out. But in the midst of freaking out with this, they click in those eyes and when I tell you they click, they click close so they're literally like centimeters not even inches i'm gonna say like millimeters centimeters away from kissing because this moment like he has been taken aback by this panic attack and then he realizes like he's calming down but then he's so close to her he realizes he's so close to her he's just like oh my god like why i i i i'm, I'm what's going on like and you and then obviously of course, in all the, the start of the fash, fashion, they're going to start getting interrupted a lot coming going forward. But they get interrupted by like a horse coming by with people. So they both run separate directions. She goes somewhere, he goes another way. And you can both tell in that scene that it, when they zoom in on each other by themselves, that they're both like, holy shit, what just happened? And why did I like it? <laughs> I think that's literally the moment that they both have where they're like, fuck especially anthony you can tell he runs to the street and he's like still kind of like breathing in and out like oh my god oh my god and then he kind of goes like kind of like you can just tell in his face that he's like fuck i think i like this girl there's something going on here i think i like her oh my god why why did i like that attraction why did i like that why did i almost kiss her oh my god i'm fucked this is basically what's going on in his head and in her face i think she's for the first time realizes like she kind of closes her eyes and she's like oh my god oh my god do i like him oh my god why did i like that and she runs off and episode ends um but yeah that scene is definitely one of the best episodes of the season oh my god that really this is the catalyst of all the heavy breathing that is coming for us for the next what four five six for the next five episodes 
So yeah, lots of heavy breathing coming up uh, for a while. And you know what? I wasn't upset about it. I know a lot of people were mad that there wasn't enough sex. I was perfectly happy with all the heavy breathing and the lines that are coming up that I cannot wait to talk about. I literally cannot wait. But one more thing that I wanted to mention actually about that B scene is my favorite thing is that you can see that there's like three or two to three different things happening at the same time and the level that it takes because you can tell that he clearly has PTSD from that moment and because of that PTSD he is starting to get a panic attack but after having that panic attack or in between of having that panic attack he's also starting to feel something very deep for Kate which is in that moment he realizes like oh my god I don't know what I would do if I would lose her right now. I think that's the main thing that goes through his head is that he's freaking out because he doesn't want to lose her. If she dies, he will die internally forever. In that moment, he's just like, no, no, are you okay? Like, you can't die. You can't leave me. I can't, I can't have you die. And it's because he loves her. He just doesn't know it yet, but he loves her. It was love at first sight from that first, um, from that first uh, ride in the horse on the horseback ride when he saw her run over that freaking bush and he smiled to himself he was in love it was love at first sight y'all it was real and we saw it in that moment and um yeah it'll get a, it'll take a while but they will realize it and I cannot wait to be here to talk about it with you because I'm actually really enjoying this. This is so fun. I'm just really enjoying just talking about the episode with you and hoping that you are reacting with me because this is so, so fun. And yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, guys. So we're going to stop there. Um, I will be back. Don't you worry. I will be back next week with some more recaps and reactions for episode four through six i've decided we're gonna do four through six and then the last two we'll do seven and eight because seven and eight deserve i who knows i might even just do one more seven and one just of eight because those two episodes when i just rewatched it i just realized how fucking good they were like holy shit those two episodes seven and eight are so good i could rewatch them more than once because they're that good um so i might do a separate one but definitely next episode i will be covering episodes four through six because oh my oh my do things get steamy steamy and i can't wait to talk about talk about it with you guys i i'm like so excited i could talk about it like right now but this this video would never end so we need to have we need to keep it, you know, video slash podcast if you are listening to this, by the way. Uh, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you guys in the next video. And I can't wait. All right. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.